This is the Washington State Indivisible Podcast. I'm your host, Stephen Cox. If you are outraged to learn that Washington-based corporation Boeing is continuing to donate to elected officials who voted to overturn the 2020 election, you are not alone. I am certainly there with you. And also, you should know that there is an action that you can take. Our friend Cindy Black is the executive director of Fix Democracy First, and she is working with groups like Seattle Supports Democracy and Rethink Media on a campaign to call out Boeing's donations to these officials and to ask for the return of $244,000 in corporate PAC contributions. Hello, Cindy. How are you? Good. Thanks for having me. As always, always good to see you, my friend. So um, let's just start here. Boeing, of course, is a corporation. They are expressly not political. So talk about why it matters that they made these contributions. Well, it matters on a lot of levels. First of all, shortly after the January 6th insurrection, they made a statement saying they were going to suspend donations to election deniers. But then within a few months, they started donating again. And this has a big impact because corporations play a significant role in our community, in our in, as well as the political environment. They have a lot of sway on things. Um, their money talks, right? They, they wouldn't be donating money to these people unless they expected something from it. So it, it ha- it's a big deal. And as a community, um, we need to hold corporations accountable for these type of behaviors. And, and I know that the campaign that you've begun is starting to get some traction, and I think that's very, very good news on a number of fronts, not least of which is something like this could potentially spread uh, and, and we could start to see pressure uh, on uh, corporations possibly across the country for doing the same sorts of things. So fingers crossed on that. So the campaign is a petition, but there's a lot more to it. What else does a campaign call for? So in addition to the petition that we have going right now, we've also sent letters to the board of directors and putting it out to administration in Boeing that we want them to do this. So we've sent certified letters to them. We've also taken out some advertising. We have an ad in The Stranger and we have an ad in can it, um, air or uh, be published in Chicago Times on the 24th in just a couple of days. And then we're also calling for people to reach out to Boeing directly through phone calls, emails, and such, as well as write letters to the editor and talk to their friends and neighbors and family members about it so we can get more people involved. We also had some press this week. We had an op-ed in Common Dreams, and then uh, Sludge just uh, printed an article uh, just yesterday about this campaign. You know, being that this is Washington State, a lot of people are going to know people who work for Boeing or who have worked for Boeing, who have connections there. I know that you talked a little bit about uh, sort of leveraging that. Can you talk uh, some about that? Yeah, um, there are several people that are either former Boeing employees or current Boeing employees, and they're very concerned about Boeing's behavior around this and respecting the results of the election and but continuing to donate to these members of Congress that voted to overturn it. So yeah, they're very concerned about it. Some are willing to speak out a little more, some are a little bit more resident, resident because they're, um, they're just concerned that there might be some backlash, but there are many people that work for Boeing or have worked for Boeing or retired from Boeing that are very concerned about what they're doing. And you they're mentioned- one of the top donors in the country to these uh, election deniers. I'll just ask you generally, can you give us an idea of how many elected officials got Boeing contributions? And in particular, were there any Washington state electeds that received them? 
Well, there was a total of 149 or 147 um, members of Congress that voted to overturn the election. We had uh, nine in the Senate and um, 139 in, or I'm sorry, eight in the Senate and 139 in the House. And we know Boeing, Boeing has donated at least to 40 of those people. So far, nobody in Washington state, but um, definitely people that have like roles in committees like appropriations for defense contracts. So they've been giving money to the ranking member there, as well as all the other members of that committee that voted. So we're talking about Ken Calvert, who's the ranking member of the Defense Appropriations Subcommittee, as well as Hal Rogers, Tom Cole, John Carter, and Mario Diaz-Ballart, who are all on that committee that voted to overturn the election, as well as other leadership. And They've, we know they've given a, at least $244,000 to these people. I mentioned about 40 people, but there's money they're also giving to other campaigns and other PACs that are maybe a little bit more harder to track down. So we think that number is probably even higher. You know, as you talk about all of these individuals and their various positions of power, it occurs to me that, you know, we really have hit um, some limits in terms of putting pressure on our elected officials to make things happen and or not happen. Uh, the names Mansion and Cinema jump immediately to mind there. And I, I'm wondering generally, what are your thoughts on these corporate pressure campaigns and, and how they can be effective? Well, we know it does have some sway. Um, Toyota is a perfect example is that shortly after the insurrection, they were continuing to donate to election deniers and got a lot of phone calls from Toyota customers, including myself, to put pressure on them to stop donating. And they did. So we know that does have an impact because corporations have a public image they're trying to portray oftentimes. And so public pressure can make a big impact on some of their behavior and, and also to hold them accountable. They are community members, right? They do use our resources and they benefit from tax money and our infrastructure. So I think public pressure can make a big difference. I completely agree. And in fact, we're seeing this play out right now in Florida with Disney. We saw it in Georgia as well. So you talked about this a little bit uh, but I would love it if you could just lay this out for people who are interested in taking action. What are the actions that you are calling for that individuals can do here? So definitely sign the petition. We're definitely trying to get as many signatures going on that. If you can, write a letter to the editor. Um, share the articles that we're going to share, the op-ed in Common Dreams and the article in Sludge. Please share those, as well as reach out to Boeing directly through email or phone calls. And they're a little tricky to get a phone call in, but, um, you know, do your best. You can look up Boeing contact lists and get that. But anything you can do, if you know people um, that might be interested, share the information with them and get them involved as well. I think the more pressure they get, especially in places like Washington State, where they're such a big employer here and have a big impact, they get a lot of tax incentives in this state, you know, and so they take advantage of all of that. And so I think it, it needs to get a lot of pressure from the public. And what is the deadline on this? Um, April 29th, that is when their next big shareholder meeting is. And so we're trying to get them to commit to either 
stopping donations, return the donations, or at least speak out about this and respond to it. And so we're also reaching out to some shareholders that we hope maybe can speak up at the shareholder meeting. That's not been confirmed and we haven't got any commitments yet, but we are trying to get some pressure even at the shareholders meeting to bring this up. Well, Cindy Black, as always, first and foremost, thank you for all the work that you do. Uh, you are tireless, and we really appreciate all, all the advocacy. Uh, and also, I just want to say that I, I really genuinely hope that this gains some traction. And in fact, here in Washington State, there are a number of indivisible groups that have already signed on for this, yeah? Correct. We've had, oh, close to a dozen indivisible groups sign on, as whether as well as other state organizations. We also have organizations from Texas, um, Illinois that have signed on. We also had Dr. Nancy McLean, those of you that know who her wrote Democracy in Chains had signed on, as well as many others, um, Washington Poor People's Campaign and many, many more groups. So we have, oh, about three dozen groups or so that have signed on to support this action. So well, terrific. So even when you sign on, gang, you'll be in very, very good company. Cindy, as always, thank you so much. Thank you for having me. Take care. And that'll do it for this week. If you would like to see a video of this or any of our programming, head to facebook.com slash indivisiblepodcast. The website for the show is indivisiblepodcast.org and the email address is indivisiblepodcast at gmail.com. You can follow us on Twitter at indivisiblepod. The executive producer of the show is Kat Pipkin and thanks as always to Lori Caldwell. My thanks as well to you for listening. I'm Stephen Cox. We'll talk to you next time. Bye. Bye.